You're listening to Circus Records, the podcast. Season 2, Episode 5. Here we go. Welcome back to Circus Records, the podcast. I know it's been a while since um, we've put out uh, an episode. It's been a pretty busy, hectic time over here. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on behind the scenes, but... Um, but we're back, episode 5 of season 2. This is going to be a really good one. I'm actually rolling solo for this podcast episode. And the reason for that is uh, today marks the first day of the CFUV uh, funding drive for 2022. It runs all the way till the 18th of March. And um, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening over at the station. Um First thing I want to say is if you're a fan of local or emerging music across Canada, um, if you love community and campus radio, head over to cfuvfriends.ca and uh, donate to this fantastic local station. Um, So much good stuff to say about CFUV. And uh, that's why I'm rolling solo today is because I just want to tell a little bit about how CFUV came into my life. CFUV has such a huge um, part in the history of Circus Records and the in the way all of this kind of evolved. But let's go into let's go a little bit further back. Like before I can tell people about how Circus Records came to be, I should probably divulge a little bit about my own personal history. My mom was and still is a wonderful piano player. Um, I credit her and and my dad and my older sister, I guess, too, uh, for instilling a love of music in me at a really early age. Um, my mom was playing the piano constantly and singing in the house. Um, but later it was my older sister, I guess, that introduced me to all of the uh, people, <laughs> the musicians that I consider legends now. Um, she had all the Bob Dylan, the Van Morrison, Cat Stevens, Simon and Garfunkel records. And, uh, and she was constantly bringing home, like, really just, like, sick 90s uh, punk grunge alternative mixtapes um, from her boyfriend at the time. So that's kind of how I got into the music. I don't know, like, the, the love of music. But also, I want to say, my dad was uh, a bit of a blues virtuoso on guitar as well, uh, you know, growing up. Uh, he ended up, unfortunately, cutting... Uh, some of his fingers off with a power saw, but he does still play a pretty good blues lick on the guitar, even though the uh, <laughs> baby finger on his fret hand is is half missing. So I was like maybe nine or ten years old when I picked up my dad's uh, acoustic guitar and started fiddling around. Um, he taught me how to play House of the Rising Sun and some basic blues bars, and then I don't know, maybe a year later, um, he got me a, a fake Gibson Les Paul electric guitar from from somewhere um so after that a couple of my friends and myself and my cousin started a hardcore band <laughs> called mindbender we were like super young and this is uh back in Sudbury Ontario we never did anything other than just jam out in uh my cousin's basement but it was really good times actually I, I think we might have recorded a demo on tape but honestly I don't have any proof of that we were just having fun 13 or 14 years old, I got really deep into hip-hop. Became a total just fiend for making mixtapes, and you wouldn't 
you wouldn't catch me without like no effects or offspring wu-tang tupac nos mob deep blaring on my walkman headphones especially when i was out skateboarding which is another huge part of what was another huge part of my life at the time skateboarding and music you know absolutely ruled my world at around 17 i really started getting into uh, electronic music and the rave scene which was really like blowing up in sudbury and toronto at the time um that was probably like the most unstable period of my life to say the least but it's what got me into producing uh music on fl fl studio like the earliest versions of it um which you know has proven to be a pretty invaluable life skill over the years um if i skip now to like 2000 2002 um both of my two younger brothers had uh, started emceeing, like hip-hop emceeing, very seriously in the local hip-hop scene while I was off doing the uh, electronic thing, DJing, producing, that kind of thing. They wanted to rap over some original beats, so I made some stuff in FL with uh, with my acoustic guitar, because I was still playing guitar, and then samples from a, from a Delirium track. If you don't know Delirium, go check it out. I believe the album that it came, was, came from was called Poems, or Poem. Um, so yeah, we recorded vocals for that first single on a laptop mic that we got from the dollar store and it like popped every second word, but we put it out, sold a bunch of CDs, then did a couple EPs. By 2005, we'd upped our mic game a little bit and, uh, released a 20 track tape that, uh, we sold a few hundred copies of. And that's how, um, our first label got started. That introduction to the original... Uh, hip-hop label was the segue I was going for so I can pretty much skip over everything between 2005 and 2019 now it's late 2019 now it's late 2019 still producing albums still promoting new releases for the original hip-hop label which had like five or six artists at that time Um, I really wanted to diversify and branch out into new areas by bringing in artists from different genres Uh, We discussed it with the team, and the vote was kind of just to keep the original label as it was. Uh, A few days later, my wife and I discussed things, and Circus Records, or the original idea for Circus Records, was born. Side note, the word circus, S-U-R-K-E-U-S, is actually a Finnish word, and it means misery or or melancholy, sadness, that kind of thing. Misery or DJ Misery was one of the two monikers I'd been producing hip hop under since like 2000, 2002. Um, but when you so when you say circus in Finn, it sounds totally different. But circus said or read in English, obviously it sounds like circus, which we thought was a really cool contrast of dark and light, happy, sad. You know, the 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 idea was and still is to showcase all types of music. So to have that duality kind of encrypted in the name already it seemed like a pretty pretty natural choice anyways for circus records as early days you know 2019 we just wanted to keep it simple circus records was going to be a short run genre sorry genre inclusive tape cd band camp college and campus radio distribution label just simple i had an album in the works a couple friends uh, a couple friends of mine had albums coming out too I figured let's make some tapes, get them in some local shops, and send them out to the radio stations. Um, and here's where CFUV came in. I'd been hosting a show called Eyes on Wax on CFUV for probably, I don't know, maybe four or five years at that time. 
so I, I already had, you know, kind of connections to, to, well, to CFUV and then to the other campus stations uh, across Canada. So it was, a, it was just like a very simple idea at first. Three months later, we're deep in the grips of the first COVID-19 lockdown. Eyes on Wax, my show on CFUV was now being recorded remotely from my, you know, tiny living room recording studio. I'd do a show or I'd record a show at home on Friday morning, uh, send it to the programming director, send it to Arcade, who's a fantastic, fantastic programming director and just a great person. Um, everybody at CFUV is so great. It's just such a good time. Um, so I'd send it to Arcade to air in the, air the following Monday. But to be honest, I was not doing well with my mental health at the time. The whole, th the whole thing, like going to the studio to record at CFUV, it was just something I look forward to every week, getting out of the house, going to the studio, doing it live. The whole doing it at home thing felt kind of like lame to me at first, if I'm, if I'm being totally honest. Being live in a studio was a lot more fun for me. Uh, you know, my weekly outing to Felicitas Pub and then to CFUV was something I had looked forward to all the time. Um, so now I was locked down, kind of bored, feeling really uncertain about the world and, and the future, like, you know, like a lot of people were at the time. This, the whole Circus Records idea faded away for, for a little bit. Yeah, the effect of the lockdown combined with other things I had going on in my life at the time were, were, were just devastating on my mental health. I had no motivation and I didn't feel like I had energy for anything creative other than the radio show, but I was starting to feel like it was a bit of a, a bit of a chore uh, in those early days of the, of the lockdown. I did consider taking a break, giving it up several times, but my wife and certain other people around me encouraged me to stick with it, focus on the radio show, because it was the one thing I really still kind of was just like, I, I, I do like this. I do, I do enjoy this. I, I need this community in my life. I need this, this, just any any element of positivity, you know. So they they encourage me to get creative with it, start doing some new things with it. So through Eyes on Wax on CFUV, I I decided to I decided to reach out to some artists and people in the Victoria and Vancouver music communities for interviews, which was something I hadn't done on Eyes on Wax in a while. Uh, but it felt good, and it kept me occupied. It also made me realize that the pandemic had a lot of creative people feeling the same way as, as, as I was feeling at the time. After some really good radio chats about pushing through, staying motivated, ways we can change the music industry for the better, I felt a community was beginning to grow. And, and this was through the show on CFUV. Um, so many wonderful innovative people with a desire to create and share experience and art we're, were living so close by. I felt at that time as if the power of music was something that could transcend the distance between us and unite people in love, light, uh, even, even through a worldwide pandemic. Um, we decided that if Circus Records was going to be anything going forward, it would be a community first and label second. So I, I got I got to work. I, I dusted off those songs I'd been sitting on and even wrote a bunch more. In August 2020, Circus Records' first official release was a double album of mine called When I'm Happy. 
Um, we made 50 tapes, sent the album out to all the uh, college and campus radio stations we knew, and chart-wise and, and all that, it did surprisingly well. Shortly after, we released Analog by Jeremiah Brooklyn, which is an 8-track electronic album, which also did quite well. Then Metamania by Alice Bell, which is a 16-track psych rock grunge album, uh, which charted in the top 30 nationwide. Then we put out the first Charles Kilders EP, Bitch in the Water, which made top 10 national electronic charts. I wasn't sure what to make of it at first, but it was just really cool to see. All the while, I was still doing Eyes on Wax on CFUV from home, interviewing more and more artists, trying to tell them about this community-based record label whenever I could. In this day and age when musicians, most musicians, are uh, understandably skeptical when it comes to, you know, quote-unquote, signing with a label, a lot of them found it hard to believe that we weren't interested in their streaming revenue or, or making a few bucks off their names or, or album covers on t-shirts, things like that. We didn't have any contracts, no pressure, no strings attached. Uh, we just discuss some often in in the interview or after the interview for Eyes on Wax. We discuss an artist's goals, how circus could help, how their existing creative community could grow by being a part of ours. We we encouraged and we still encourage skill sharing and collaboration between label mates, both in music and outside of music as well. We did our best to try and present opportunities to connect artists with industry professionals that uh, might be able to help move their creative visions in new directions that I or we weren't necessarily specialized in. Circus Records became a community of artists, not a, not a record label, a uh, typical record label. We were making tapes and CDs, sending music to radio stations. The community is what it was all about. Our main focus was and still is bringing the music community, the arts and music community together as a force for good sharing the life-changing power of music and art and exploring the possibilities of artists united for fundraising efforts, showing frontline workers and organizations that the arts and music community sees what they're doing, that we appreciate it. Let's just be love and light. Let's bring love and light into this world. So around that time, Circus Records was submitting some tracks for local compilation albums, Quarantine Rock Volume 7, which introduced us to Aaron Wilder, who's still part of the community. We love Aaron. I told I told him what we're doing with Circus. Aaron joined Circus. Aaron is a very passionate, ambitious musician with a heart of gold. Took to the community label approach straight away. Released two tracks digitally and was gearing up to release more singles. We we're super excited about that. One thing led to another. I started interviewing more artists. Word was kind of getting around. Hey, you should talk to my friend too. This is really cool. Um, talked to some friends of mine in Ottawa who were super stoked about Circus as well. Met people through people. The community just started to grow super organically. It was just, it was incredible to, to see. Um, coming from this dark place, I suppose, like CFUV and the Eyes on Wax and just, I don't know, the whole, the whole thing, it just kind of developed on its own, you know? And um, I've been listening to CFUV, CFUV this morning, and and I and I believe they're they, they're just interviewing um, some of their on-air hosts, asking them what does this station mean to you, what CFUV uh, meant to me and still still means to me. It was the foundation for 
basically everything I'm I'm doing in in my life right now. <laughs> you know, like it uh, it couldn't have happened if it weren't for this avenue, this this opportunity to 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 go on air and to and to talk to artists and to play their music and to give them platforms and and just meet people and then meet friends and then connect with others. You know, CFUV has been one of the most positive things uh, that I've experienced. My time there, 2014, I believe, is when I when I started there. But yeah, just one of the most positive experiences and just has led me to this place I'm at in in life right now, doing circus records, doing this this community that's so um, connected to, to CFUV in so many ways. So as the community began to grow, we started launching uh, our first official fundraisers, the first for Solid Outreach and Music Heals. The concept was simple, 100% of proceeds from all merch and album sales for a month would go to go to the two charities. Uh, we did some auction items in there as well, and if I'm not mistaken, we raised a little over $300. As it stands right now, we've, we've done s several fundraisers for the Mental Health Society of Greater Victoria, for the Native Friendship, uh, for, sorry, for the Victoria Native Friendship Center. Our artist community now currently stands at uh, 32 um, bands, solo musicians, videographers, photographers, drag artists, burlesque dancers, podcasters. Uh, I'm blown away. I want to give CFUV the credit they deserve in the circus record story here on, on the podcast today. Go to CFUVfriends.ca, donate to this fantastic station, listen to the radio for the next you know, until the 18th, and you're going to hear all these stories about how being a part of this community, being a part of the CFUV team has impacted so many people in such positive ways. Besides that, introducing me to so many amazing musicians, being exposed to so much new, awesome music, I, I, I have so much, I just have nothing but love for CFUV. Um, I wish them all the best going forward. Good luck with the funding drive for 2022. I'm looking at cfuvfriends.ca right now. They're at 29.52 raised so far. There's auction items coming up. There's various events taking place around this funding drive. Show your support. Campus and community stations are integral to the growth and progression of emerging and independent artists across Canada and and worldwide really but CFUV is the voice of Victoria this is uh, the local station if you live in Victoria and you're you're a, you're a supporter or a listener head over to cfuvfriends.ca show them some love and uh, keep this uh, listener funded station going for another year and hopefully for a long long time to come I guess since I've got the opportunity, I should just use the rest of the podcast or the next few minutes at least to tell you what's coming up uh, with Circus Records. The 2021 label sampler uh, was just released recently. It's available at circusrecords.bandcamp.com. Available for digital download only. All proceeds going to the Mental Health Society of Greater Victoria. 20 tracks by Circus Artists plus two bonus live tracks. Um, pay what you can. It's all going to a, a great cause. Charles Kilder's Bitchin' Technicolor, the third EP, is out April 8th. Bruce Enloe's The Escape Plan was just released 
uh, last Friday. It's available at circusrecords.bandcamp.com. Check out Bruce Enloe's Bandcamp page as well, bruceenloe.bandcamp.com, for his full discography. Um, thanks to all the on-air hosts at CFUV for playing the new JPEG 2000 album and the new R. Mason album, Rain's Too Loud for TV. Always nice to see artists getting the credit that they, that they deserve for the work that they put in to these to these albums, you know. Um, earshot charts and CFUV charts, campus community charts. It's uh, it's a big deal. Um, it just shows that you know people are listening. They're they're being receptive. They're hearing it. They're feeling it. Um, so yeah, thank you to CFUV for the and, and the on-air hosts for playing uh, these albums. We also just released the 2021 label sampler on YouTube as a full-length mix. So if you're looking for a cool playlist, um, just head on over to the Circus Records YouTube page and check out the 2021 um, label sampler. And then, of course, go download it at uh, circusrecords.bandcamp.com. We've got new episodes of Talking Albums, a Circus Records podcast series coming up very soon as well. Um, If you aren't aware, John McDonald is an Ottawa-based writer and music lover, and during lockdown, he found himself listening to a lot more music. When he found albums or musicians that excited him, he shared it on Instagram as talking underscore albums. John started to wonder how local musicians were spending their lockdown days. Were they also listening to more music? What were they listening to? So he asked. The result was John's ebook, Talking Albums, The Lockdown. He continues to spotlight albums and musicians as talking albums through his podcast and video series and has published three more ebooks. Head over to circusrecords.com under the podcasts uh, section to hear the latest episodes featuring uh, Paragon Cause from Ottawa, Paul Slater from Monobrow, um, jazz musician Levy Dover, and most recently Colin Crevero uh, from Sale Cassidy. Really, really interesting stuff. The conversations are like, it's so cool to hear about what artists and musicians are, are listening to behind the scenes. And the cool thing about John's podcast is that he follows up each episode with a full Spotify playlist uh, of all the music um, and albums discussed in the podcast. So there's links to those podcasts at circusrecords.com under the podcast page and click talking albums. But yeah, we're just going to keep putting more music out, keep growing this community, spreading the love, the positivity. Art and music has such a huge potential to impact and heal people and uh, not just the creator, but the people that are, you know, receiving it. And um, it takes a community. Keep making art. Lots of love. Lots of love to CFUV. CFUVfriends.ca. Give what you can. It goes a long way. Hope you enjoyed this uh, history of Circus Records and how it relates to CFUV. uh, Episode 5, Season 2 of Circus Records, the podcast. At Circus Records on Instagram. Follow along for all of the latest news. Uh, We'll see you next time. Have a great day.